Welcome to the process of things. Does stuff work? This is episode three, performance reviews. Do they work? In this week's episode, we discuss the dreaded performance review. We all have them, we all hate them, and yet we all gripe when we don't get them. Feedback is the breakfast of champions. So why do we all hate giving them and receiving them? In act one, we'll take you through the news. What's current with performance reviews right now? In act two, the funnies will say some really funny things about performance reviews. In act three, the science, we'll take you through the sciencey, techy, data-oriented bit behind performance reviews. And in act four, put it to the test. We'll tell you, do performance reviews actually work? We've got some stories to tell you about how they do and don't work. I'm Nicole North. And I'm Ruth Henderson. And we're your hosts today. Welcome to the process of things where we take current business trends and buzzwords and let you know whether they actually work or not. Act one in the news. So performance reviews, newsworthy? They're in the news? Do we have anything for in the news? Yeah. Recently, HBR put out, the Harvard Business Review put out that performance evaluations shouldn't be killed yet, that at least by the the end of 2015, at least 30 of the Fortune 500 companies had ditched performance evaluations altogether. So people have just thrown right out performance reviews entirely. And then this article is saying, don't do that. Yeah, it's saying that, you know, this still adds value, which I think this is all really obvious. <laughs> I, I was actually really surprised by this article and saying, how could, how could organizations ditch performance reviews? They must have something else in its place. Yeah, they're looking at things like peer-to-peer evaluations okay. and other ways to assess performance than were current. So, you know, I don't really think that they're saying get rid of performance reviews altogether. I think they're saying that we need to change the way we do them. Well, that's fair. I can see that being the case for sure. Absolutely. Feedback, though. Imagine not getting feedback or imagine not having the opportunity to have really clear discussions on expectations. Okay, but look at what's happening. The other two articles in the news Mm -hmm. said that performance reviews caused almost a quarter of employees to cry. 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 Wow. Are they blaming that on women? No. In fact, another article from Mashable states that actually men have a tougher time than performance, (laughs) than than women at performance reviews. Wow. Yeah. 1,500 U.S. office workers uh, were surveyed and it was found that most of them think performance reviews are a waste of time. (gasps) Two-thirds of them think that formal reviews are an outdated way of measuring performance. Beyond annoyance, employees are generally troubled by their review process. 61% of millennials would switch jobs if it meant no more reviews. Well, you know, I, I remember when I was a kid, I used to hate getting in trouble. You know, it was my thing. I didn't want to get sent to the principal's office. Um, and I, I can still picture the hallway in my grade school and the chair outside the principal's office, and I didn't want to get in trouble. So I would do everything I could to avoid that. And I carried that with me to my early performance reviews because they were awful. And I felt like I was just getting in trouble all the time. And that's interesting because to me, if you are uh, being a good manager and you are being a good employee... There shouldn't 
be any surprises here. No, you shouldn't be getting in trouble. You should be talking about things you've already been talking about all year. Yeah, and that this just kind of wrapping it up or showing the progress you've made. Uh, An official look at how things have been going. You should have been at the very beginning of the year setting your goals with clear expectations. You know, managers should be saying how they can support this person throughout. They should be having check-ins, maybe quarterly at the bare minimum. So I can only assume that if people are having such a poor response to performance Mm -hmm. reviews that A... They're not having any regular feedback on their performance. No. Or coaching. Or coaching Mm -hmm. to help um, guide them towards their next performance review. Mm -hmm. Um, That the leaders delivering the performance reviews are monsters. I don't know. Monsters or ambivalent or remember when we were talking about coaching, um, managers would love to be able to coach, but they are afraid to because they don't know how. So maybe these, this, this whole idea of promoting people who are technically skilled into a manager role without any kind of training or support and how to have those difficult conversations. You know. I mean, I've cried after a performance review too, um, but f- you know, for a variety of different reasons. Mm-hmm. Once I cried because my manager told me um, that I was going to be doing the grunt work for someone else mm-hmm. and I was disappointed mm-hmm. and it wasn't, you know, it wasn't a, a negative performance review. He thought my performance was excellent. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to keep moving forward. Mm-hmm. And he didn't tell me what I was missing to move forward. He just said I would keep doing exactly what I was doing. And that was frustrating to oh, me. I cried once when um, a manager, this was a long time ago, probably 1991, 1990, told me I was the lowest ranked analyst in the organization, even though I had been getting all my work done on time and with good quality. And so I was completely shocked. And the reason was that I wasn't putting enough FaceTime in like other people were. They were staying late even though there was nothing to do. They were playing solitaire on the computer or reading the newspaper. And I didn't understand that about the quality, I mean, the uh, culture. So that was my first major performance review straight out of grad school. Amazing. (laughs) I didn't get a review for at least a good five years. In Mm -hmm. fact, this is a good segue to... Act two, the funnies. (laughs) Um... And this funny, for me, was actually the best performance review I ever got. Hmm. And it was funny because I already knew what she was going to say. So um, I had recently got a new job, um, and I had been a manager, and I took a bit of a downgrade because I was switching career focus. Mm -hmm. So I was no longer a manager. I was an analyst at this point. And my new boss knew that I was a manager previously and I think was a bit hesitant, thought that there was a bit of a hierarchical discomfort for her mm-hmm. in the fact that I had previously been a manager and now I was... Oh, and you had your nose out of joint or something? Yeah. Yeah. I think... She, or she just had difficulty giving feedback, things like that. Right. So, you know, she gets, she gets into the uh, performance review and she says... Okay, Nicole, and sounds so nervous. Um, I think you do a really amazing job. I think you're really great. Da 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 da. And it goes on and on and on. I think you're amazing, but I do have one piece of feedback for you. And I was like, okay. And I I'm eager for this. This right. had been seven years in my career where yeah. everyone just said, keep doing what, what you're, you're doing. doing. You're oh, great. Don't change a thing. 
right? Or, you know, don't change a thing. You're going to do the grunt work, which was confusing. Mm-hmm. To my next boss who said, keep doing what you're doing, but be more strategic. Oh, there's a awful I had no idea what they meant by that. I kept saying, can you give me an example of what you mean? Mm -hmm. And they were unable to do so. Mm -hmm. So that was very frustrating feedback. Again, you're great. Keep doing what you're doing. Um, To this role, I was really excited about the culture was very different. And there I have this very nervous manager, you know, and she just says, you do such amazing work and you do it really, really quickly, which is amazing. She's like, I'm so amazed you can turn around stuff so quickly. She said, but sometimes that, that speed um, results in a lack of quality. Hmm. Um, So she said there'll be some formatting errors or spelling mistakes, or you won't actually um, name uh, a branch or a division with the appropriate name. Yeah, Yeah, like, you know, I would call it, you know, the strategic planning branch instead of the strategic policy branch and kind of, you know, wave my hand around and say, well, yeah, 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 same thing. You knew what I meant. You knew what I meant. Um, and she said, you know, th- the work that you do is amazing, um, but when people see those kinds of errors, they distrust your work because they wonder if these are the errors that are here, what else is there? Um, and I, my eyes welled up with tears, not for anything other than I knew it uh-huh. and I knew I needed to work on it. And I was so thankful that someone told me so that I had something to work on. Yeah. I mean, I was disappointed in myself and that yeah. was probably the reason I cried. Yeah but not because it upset me. It just made me want to work harder. Well, and I imagine knowing who that person is, that they came up with a way to support you through it too, as you went forward. Yeah. I mean, and I don't even know if it was that formal of a feed, you know, it wasn't even that formal of feedback where it's like, okay, so what we're going to do now is double check everything you do. Like for me, it was just a, you are absolutely right. I am going to make this a focus of what I do. And that's really all it needed to be. Huh? And there, you know, you know, I cried, but there was nothing wrong with how that was delivered. Yeah. And how that was done. It was done perfectly. And it was the best, one of the best feedbacks, feedbacks, feedbacks. one of the best pieces of feedback I ever received. It was a huge insight into my own self-awareness because I am not detail oriented yeah. and I do need help. Yeah. Kind of funny, I guess, funny haha versus funny ironic, I suppose it was funny because that person was so afraid to give you that feedback and yet you were craving it. Mm. Yeah. And it was hard for me to hear. And so I wonder whether those tears made it difficult for the manager, right? The tears must've been like, Mm. Oh my gosh, this person who I think is great thinks that I think they're not great. I don't know. I mean, it must've really, I'd be very curious to hear how that person was impacted by that. Mm -hmm. Um, and that, you know, I think that's a big reason why, managers have trouble giving performance reviews and don't want to do it. Well, that's right. It's the training. So not only how to give it, but how to listen to the response, how to react, how to help somebody through it if they're surprised or not surprised, but still upset or disappointed in themselves or angry or, or, or there's a way to listen and hear that feedback as well. The response. Mine was, uh, my funny was, was funny. (laughs) It was, um, I think I may actually have burst out laughing, actually. Uh, so this was a performance review that I had with probably my favorite boss in my whole career. Um, not only a very, very, very nice and kind man, genius, smart, um, but very uh, strong on achieving things and getting things done. So I trusted him. I knew him for a long time. And um, so he had been on uh, an executive 
promotional course. He'd been uh, doing all kinds of different things to help him advance in his career. And one of the things that came up on, um, he had a 360 assessment where, you know, um, his peers would tell them, give him feedback and his boss and then people who reported to him would give him feedback. And the feedback that came from people who reported to them, unquestioningly, everyone wanted more feedback. Everybody wanted coaching. Everybody wanted um, input into what they could be doing differently or better or continue doing. And he would rather have crawled into a hole and pulled the lid over the top than give coaching to anyone because he could not have difficult conversations. Unless he was mad, then he could do it. Um, So I was having a performance review and uh, everything was going very swimmingly. I had expected it would because we had been working together on a bunch of things throughout the year. But at the end of it, I said, I'd really love it if you would give me some constructive feedback. What could I be working on to do differently? And he says, oh, Ruth, you know, just keep doing what you're doing. Just like you said, you're Uh, doing a great job. You've worked over all these different things. And I think I got an outstanding rating. Like it was really good. But I said, no, there's some things that I can do. And I need you to tell me because I want to get better. And he thought and he thought and he was getting like red around the neck, you know, when it starts (laughs) (laughs) creeping up people's faces and you know, it's coming and you almost feel for them and you want to say, Oh, never mind." But I was like, no, damn it. I want to hear what I could do better. And he finally said, well, you know what, Ruth, it's your face. (laughs) So that sounds like a terrible thing, but I knew that that I knew as soon as he said those words, I knew it was coming because it's probably on my grade one or two um, report card. Ruth's face always lets us know what she's thinking. So he said, when we're in meetings, not only do we know when you think an idea is a bad idea, we know when you think it's stupid. Oh, Right? Oh, and I just cringed like you. I knew it. I've been literally working on it my whole life. I, I was just thinking about it. Is there some impact, you know, when you know you don't do something well, you can kind of just, you know, you know, you don't do it. So you're self critiquing yourself. You're doing, there is something so impactful of when someone tells you something that you already know and someone you you respect, someone you respect. Yes. It it must do something to your brain. It has to. It's like this. Okay. Uh, now you've got to get serious, Ruth, you've got to work on this. Right. So anyway, I'm saying this, I explained it, what I've been doing and why, and I have a like that RBF resting witch <laughs> face with a B. Um, <laughs> and when I'm thinking or listening really hard, I furrow my ba- my brows. I do. Now, now, the whole thing about thinking it's stupid, that's a different thing entirely. So I said to him, I need your help. In meetings, I'd love you to give me a signal or let's talk about this. And he says, well, you know... On the on second thought, Ruth, you're refreshing. It's, it's nice uh, to have people say what they think, so don't change at all. And I think that's when I actually burst out laughing. Um, and he wasn't mad at me for that. He says, what do you mean? I said, well, you just gave me this important feedback, and now you're backpedaling. Stop it. So we, we kind of had a laugh over that. Uh, and he did work to help me with it. I still, you know, six or seven years later. Oh, I know. <laughs> I see those furrowed brows. I still have the furrowed brow. Um, but it was a great example of somebody who was just terrified to give me feedback. And then even when he gave it to me, he wanted to take it right back because he could see I was distressed. So no wonder the news is telling us that performance reviews to some regard are just not working. They're not working. Does that mean they should be thrown out? I don't know. Act three, the science. And Ruthie, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Uh Uh-oh. What are the top three things that you think managers 
could do to give better performance evaluations? The top three things that they could do to give better performance evaluations. Um, what does better mean? I think... Um, to give effective. To give effective. Performance evaluations. Okay. Um, I would say those three things would be to plan in advance, to um, ask the person what they believe, how they think things went from a coaching perspective. That's a great one. Get get the yeah. participant to yeah. actually maybe admit it. Say you know, it how before do you, feel about you have your work? to. How do you feel about the quality of your work? Do you mm-hmm. think there's anything with respect to details that you mm-hmm. might be able to do differently, Nicole? Mm-hmm. And what if I could have said, you know what? I know that I've been just kind of flashing over those details and I do need to get focused. Yeah. Would that have been as impactful? I, I don't know. Science, well, the science says it does. When it gets to our ability to come up with our own solutions, we're going to be more vested in them. I guess the third thing, I guess, would be at the end of the conversation to summarize and um, ask for understanding. So I have no idea if those are the three things. I just wanted um, your three things. Oh. Yeah. Um, when you think about that and you think about asking somebody how you think you're doing, um, what's that theory um, that we were talking about where you rate yourself on a scale of one to 10? So I would say, Nicole, tell me how you think you did this year on a scale of one to 10. And I may think you're a four. Um, and you tell me you're an eight. And some people would react to that and go, are you kidding me? You're not even close to an eight. In reality, you don't care. It's the gap. And you pounce on the gap and you say, what would it take to get you from an eight to a 10? And most likely you will say the same things that I was thinking put you at a four. Yes. I love that methodology. It's Mm -hmm. really, really cool. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you're exactly right. It's not about whether you and the manager, you and the person come up with the same number. Mm -hmm. It's just about filling the gap. Yeah. It's this idea. So the, the first thing I thought of that preparing in advance, we often do that for difficult conversations, um, which we'll talk more about in season two of our podcast we say that it's so important to prepare in advance and say, what is it that I need to say? What would I like this person to say so I don't have to tell them? I want them to say it for me. And what are the possible reactions that they could have? And if I can plan for that in advance, then it's much more likely that I'll have a good conversation. Yes. The uh, scaling methodology mm-hmm. was uh, from Better Next Academy. Ah, uh, yes. It's called Solution Focus. Yes. Um, and it's a really, uh, a really amazing thing. If yeah. you want to uh, know more about Solution Focus, we can put you in touch with our friends at Better Next. Our friends at Better well, Next. Well, that's the thing, though. So you, it's like that three. Everything is in threes, right? So, so plan, now ask me. Plan. I'm not finished. Oh. <laughs> you plan for it. You probe properly using something like scaling and then that follow-up piece or summarizing it. So I, I always liked um, when people would come in for performance reviews to be able to say, so what did you think of this conversation? And just let them, like we finished it all and it's almost like rehashing, but what will often happen is what I remember about it will be different from what the other person did. So at least it lets me know where they're focused as they leave the room. Yeah, that would be that piece of um, aligning that your facts are the same. Yeah, that the truths are the same. The truths the are the same. Yeah, Nicole. Yes. What would be the three things that you think managers could do to have a fantastic and effective performance review? I was going to say. Yes. What are the three things that 
the people receiving. Oh, all right. Right. Sure. Totally different. Can do better. Right. Okay. Yeah. So the, the first is, um, as a person receiving a performance evaluation, the first thing I would say you need to do is to actually, um, have a thoughtful assessment and evaluation of yourself before you go in. Yeah. Very similar to yours. It is. Plan in advance. What do you think that they could say? Plan in advance and be critical of yourself. And maybe if your leader isn't going to ask you that great solution focused question of, Mm -hmm. you know, where do you rank yourself on your completion of this project? Mm -hmm. Why don't you do it? Yeah. And go in and say, okay, my five projects this year that are on my performance evaluation, the first one, I give myself a three out of 10 because da, 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 da. Here's what I would do differently to do this. Now you're, you're doing it for them and you're in control of how you're saying it and how you're framing it. And hopefully your leader is going to say, you know, Yes, you know, I agree with those points. I'd like to add that you were fantastic and da 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 And I, you know, I agree that you could work on these things. Well, it becomes a discussion about um, the difference in opinion versus, if there is any, versus starting from scratch and and nobody really knowing who's going to say what. If that, if you can be in the control as the list, as the receiver of the performance review then the manager can, like you say, just add the, fill in the little missing gaps. Yeah. The second thing I would say, uh, the first one's plan. The second one is practice. Hmm. Practice receiving feedback so that it makes it easier for the people giving you feedback. Hmm. And how would I practice receiving feedback? Well, I would practice it with my spouse, Mm -hmm. with my coworkers, with my parents, with anybody. I would practice and see what my body language, my facial expressions, do I tend to get defensive Mm -hmm. when I receive feedback? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, what are some tips for me to be able to listen effectively, repeat back, make sure that there's clarity of understanding, um, be able to thank them for giving me that feedback, um, come to some kind of resolution. So I would practice the skills of receiving feedback with everyone in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, because the better I take feedback, the more people are going to give it to me. Mm -hmm. And if I want to be amazing, I will take all the feedback that I can get. Yeah. Uh, we, we need that. We have to, people say, well, you do really want all of it. Yes, I do. And then I'm going to put the filter on it based on my own experience, my gut, what it says, my level of trust with that person, even people that I don't trust, go ahead, tell me what you think. Sometimes there's a grain of truth and sometimes it's just the practice in hearing things we don't agree with and then responding in a professional way. It's better than having people say nothing to you at all and then stewing or gossiping or, you know, having this not build in their, in their gut about what they'd love to say to you. And my third step for what people who are receiving um, a performance evaluation can do, their kind of top, their third top tip is to probe. Mm. So if you receive feedback that takes you off guard, that gives you that rising redneck um, or whatever it is that feeling that you get, um, learn how to ask the questions to find out more. Mm -hmm. And that also means Probe for feedback all the time. Yeah. Probe for feedback all year long, not just in April when performance evaluation yeah. time. And probe comes. in a in an effective way, not just always how was that? 
How was that? And was that good? Was that good? Yeah. It's tell me what I could do better. Yeah, tell, tell me what, what I, I could, could do, better. do better. Isn't as helpful as, Hey, I noticed this and this on that. Can, um, what did you think? Uh, would you have suggestions of how I should approach this differently? Thoughtful questions um, that show you're not just being that goody two shoes that give me feedback. I can take it. I love feedback. Right? Because feedback that's just like, that was great. Keep doing what you're doing is pointless. You know, or you could be more strategic is awful. So probe and work with your leader to get the feedback moving in a direction that you can actually do something with it. Yeah. Act four, putting it to the test. Do we have some stories about when performance reviews really work and when they don't work? Yeah, I mean, um, similar to what I was talking about earlier, the worst one of my life was my first one. You are the lowest ranked um, analyst in the company. And I never knew why. I never did. I thought it was because you didn't put in your FaceTime. Yeah, well, I never, but I never knew why that made me the lowest rank. It took me three years to uncover from, to, to recover from that. Uh, and it took a, a spokesperson in the company to kind of take me under his wing. He was highly respected and uh, he knew that it was um, not the right thing to do. So this guy, um, uh, it was his first role as a manager. And so he thought that being very direct was the way to go. And he thought that being very um, clear and comparing me to other people was the way to go. And of course it wasn't. So, you know, he told me about, he actually used this guy's name, which I won't use because it's kind of unique, <laughs> but I'll, I'll say Bob. He, he said, um, you need to be more like Bob. Look at him. And I said, Bob reads the newspaper every night until six. He says, that's right. And Bob is here showing his dedication to the company. <laughs> so, I mean, um, it didn't work at all. It, um, it uh, upset me greatly. I went on my first job hunt after that. Wow, um, so the, the news stories we heard at the beginning. No different than they were in 1990. Uh, I, I knew at that point I actually had liked my job. And so it's not just millennials no. that want to leave jobs after, no, after a, a performance review. This isn't a generational thing. This no. isn't a current thing. This is an always thing. This is an always thing. And if, this isn't about performance evaluations. This is about how we give feedback, how we talk to one another, how we coach. Yeah. But you know, performance evaluations should be nothing other than a coaching session with documents. It should still be coaching and we need them for the organization to show progress. Everyone wants to know if they're winning and if they haven't set goals at the beginning of the year and then talked about it at least halfway through and again at the end of the year, no one will know if they're winning. But the approach to that conversation should be no different than any other coaching conversation or weekly one-on-one session. Our listeners are going to be really lucky with a whole season on having difficult conversations. A whole season. It's going to be good stuff. Yeah. What about you? Do you have a time when it... it uh, well, I guess, you know, you know me, I told my stories early. Yeah. Um, but I would say, I think in general, you know, to kind of summarize what we've talked about today, performance reviews need to um, need to be more than just 
one hour a year. Mm-hmm. They need to be something that is developed and worked through all year long. Yep. It has to be um, both practice of the manager on how to deliver feedback. Yep. And on the listener on how to receive it mm-hmm. and how to probe and, and get through that and coach. And that is a that is a two-way street as yep. well. That is not the sole responsibility of a manager. Um, that is also the responsibility of the employee to manage their emotions, manage their instinct to become defensive and start probing and figuring out what's going on mm-hmm. and find the real truth. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think in organizations where uh, the structure is set up well, there is a process that is followed, um, that people find engaging, then it really can work. It really can. And when you think about that annual discussion, semi-annual and annual discussions, if they're no different than coaching conversations, then people are used to it and they have been practicing it. And what you can focus on in that annual conversation are more global issues. So a lot of coaching, the really good coaching conversations involve in the moment. Hey, Nicole, do you remember that presentation you gave yesterday morning? I noticed that you had your back to the screen. You didn't read off the screen and you really had people engaged. That's a coaching conversation that can happen all the time. A performance review can then take on global things. Let's look at the goals you set for yourself at the beginning of the year. Let's look at how you, at the beginning of the year, you said you wanted to be a better presenter. Let's look at how that went. You know, and it's it's not about these uh, things that we see daily or weekly that we have regular coaching conversations. So it's like a an uber coaching conversation about global issues that's held once okay. a year after much discussion throughout the year to uh, show progress and to show growth. I love it. So the news says that people are struggling with performance evaluations, both those giving them and those receiving them. We talked about the science in in our observations Mm -hmm. on what the top three things that both managers and employees can do to improve the performance evaluation process. Um, And we say they absolutely should be there in some form. Yeah. And if the format is unsuccessful, if the delivery is unsuccessful, if the receiving of the message is unsuccessful, then absolutely they need to be changed. But I don't believe they need to be obliterated. I agree. Survey says? They work. If you're, if you're open and you've got great fit between you and your manager. Mm -hmm. Thanks for joining us today. If you want more, check out at the whiteboard at www.whiteboardconsulting.ca and find us on Twitter at whiteboard C-O-N-S. Next week on the podcast, we tackle emotional intelligence. Special thanks to our most awesome collaborator, Jason Hatcher, creative director and visual designer for your vision and support in the production of this podcast. Check out his work at www.digitalanalog.ca.